the show and tell now, shall we? Yo, yo, what is good, beautiful people of the world? I am a slightly under the weather creator K with a cough drop in his mouth. And welcome to episode 17 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-monthly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. In this episode, I am joined by musical artist Rilla Force. In part one of this episode, Rilla and I talk about his album Fiesta, which we play a couple of tracks from. It's out now, so you should definitely go listen to it because it's really dope. And Rilla is really dope. And I think I think you guys are really dope. So dope plus dope equals doper, dopest. Pick up, what, pick up what I'm putting down here? Okay. We also chat about relationships and keeping around those who help us grow and separating from those who don't. We get spiritual up in this episode of the Show and Tell podcast talking about the universe and shit. You feel me? I hope you guys enjoy that conversation. And I also hope that you enjoy part two where Rilla brings in an item that sparked a tangent of conversation that involved a look into Rilla's roots in music and the importance of friendly competition in the arts. With that said, it's time for Show and Tell. Welcome to episode 17 of the Show and Tell podcast. I'm your host, Creator K. And joining me on this lovely afternoon is music maker, DJ, Wave Daddy, Kawhi Giant, Rilla Force. Hey. Welcome to the show, homie. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm a little, I, I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm suffering from a little bit, little bit of a cold, but it's that time of the year. So hopefully that'll go away soon. But otherwise, I'm good mentally. I'm great. That's good, man. Yeah. Nah, I'm I'm definitely like just getting over a cold myself. So it's like I know how exactly how you feel. Yeah. Shout out all the homies with the colds out there. Yeah. Right. Sick boys <laughs> out here. You gotta drink that tea. Get that vitamin C. Yes, so anyway, sir. again, welcome to the show. I'm really happy to have you on. I'm a big fan of your music and your work. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. That that's how this episode is gonna go. I'm just gonna feed you compliments. And you just come up with different ways on how to say thank you. Okay, we're, that's, that's easy. <laughs> so for, for those who don't know who you are, why don't you tell the listeners who you are? Yeah, so um, I'm an artist, producer, DJ, manager. I, I damn near do everything. Like So uh, yeah, I'm a musician to shorten it up. But my, my, my main thing is I produce music. And now I'm starting to transition into being more of like a vocalist production kind of thing. Like it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. But yeah, I make music and I make dope beats and I make cool music and it's bouncy and it makes you dance and that's me. Hell yeah. So what what was the point where you kind of were like, I want to add that extra layer of vocals to your work? Because I, I feel like that that is a, a nice trend for a lot of music producers whether they kind of hit maybe not a ceiling but they hit a level with their production where they're like yeah i kind of want to start like adding this extra thing to it which is in this case is vocal so where where were you at when you were like that's the direction you wanted to go in it's funny um so three years ago i made this ep called rmbdm there's a song in there called c and originally i was part of this collective called uh fet or zephyr rather uh, I was shopping the record to Zephyr, and originally, like, on the end of the track, like, I think, like, Hotline Bling just came out, so, like, I, mm-hmm. like, made, like, a little funny, like, thing of me singing my auto-tune with, like, Hotline Bling lyrics and stuff like that, and they're like, nah, I don't, like, really like this, and I was like, alright, and then I just changed the lyrics, and I just still didn't want the record, so I was like, alright, I'm just gonna put on my EP, and then that's kind of was, like, the catalyst, I was like, oh, I really like the texture of my voice with, like, auto-tune and, like, effects and stuff like that, because I'm not, like... 
a singer by like trade. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get into singing and like practice more and like get better at that. But that around that time, I was like, all right, I definitely want to use my voice more. Like and then like just recently, like maybe like last year, I solidified. I was like, all right, there's definitely going to be some type of like element with my voice in my music from now on. Yes, yeah. that just it just feels right. It feels natural, and I think it sounds dope. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it sounds dope too. So what I like to do when I have guests on who are um, music makers, musical artists, music producers, what have you, I like to give the listeners a little snippet of some of their some of their music, if you don't mind, if we yeah. can play some shit. Sure. So you have, which is something we're going to talk about, you have an album coming out. Actually, by the time this is out, it will have been out. Yeah. It comes out the 1st. Today's the 29th of October, for those who care. <laughs> this episode will be out on the 5th. So this, will, this album will already have been out, but... Let's start. I, if if I may, pick a track that I like, and sure. then you can pick one, and we can we can play it for the listeners. Yeah, let's All right. Do it. So I'm gonna play the one that's currently out right now, and that's Amen. Okay. Yeah. Let's get I just it. Can't Go. Feel it. Amen off of your upcoming Fiesta album. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So this is, it's so it's such a weird way to like phrase this question because it's like, we're recording before the album comes out, but people are listening to this and the album has already come out. So let's just disregard that, like this like future time past thing that's <laughs> yeah. going on. So how are you feeling about this impending album? Like what's the process been like of getting it ready Making all that all that good shit. Oh man, it's it's been a journey for sure. I actually started developing and working on Fiesta in like late 2017. Mm, okay. So it's been um, in the works for a while. Yeah, it's definitely or even no, I'll probably say like early 2017 or mid 2017 because there were songs on there that was supposed to or songs that were supposed to be on there that I've released like uh. There's one called Carne, and I did another one called Guac. Originally, uh, all the songs in Fiesta were just going to be named after food. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I have another song out called Chips, too. It was like, and it was just... Yeah. But, like, those are just more beats and, like, more, like, experimental, like, electronic, like, beats kind of stuff. And, uh, honestly, like, I got approached by a label. They wanted to sign me. Everything was good. We had, like, dinner, lunch, whatever, like, all that celebrated. I got a call back from A&R um, saying that they don't want to sign me anymore and they said my music was too busy and like I don't have like a lot of like placements or I haven't broken an artist so like it's like kind of not like a liability but like there's no credentials saying like alright this person is a good investment to put money right, into okay. and stuff like that. So it's like huh. that was in 2017. Fast forward okay. to 2018. Now I'm like 
producing five different people at the same time for free and just like just trying to break an artist you know trying to get placements i'm working with like tamar and like um i have this artist i manage her name's malia working with her um my other boy jimmy kafka came from east a bunch of just a bunch of people right other than like came from east like no one really dropped anything so it's like i it's kind of like i waste not wasted but I took all that time focusing on putting it into other people and you know life happens like I'm like yeah. I want to release music because that's how I live that's how I, I like I, I make music and I get money from it and like that's how I live you know and um, yeah it just uh, it didn't pan out that way and then I started to even see like my residuals from like my album like our BDM like drop significantly so I'm like alright like I need to start focusing on myself mm-hmm. so by the time it's like end of 2018 early 2019 I'm like alright I gotta finish this album Pretty much, damn near started it over again for like the fifth time or something like that, and then here we are. Word. So when you look back at that time when you had the potential opportunity with the label and then it kind of fell apart, do you look back at that and think, how, how, how do how do you look back at that? Do you think that maybe you weren't ready, or, or do you think that what they said you're like, oh yeah, maybe maybe they're right in a way, and I need to like work differently i think i'm the future bro so it's yeah. like, i think they're just okay. not hit okay because, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like because yeah. there's plenty of people doing exactly what i do mm-hmm. maybe on a grander scale like yesterday i just saw Lido. Mm-hmm. oh yeah Lido does what i do right Lido is signed to labels yeah uh chuck sutton people like monty booker like we all do the same things yeah but like that label just didn't, just see, didn't it see it because they're, yeah. they're thinking about maybe one scope of music rather than like I'm an engineer I'm a producer I'm an artist I do all these different things and they're just thinking about me making hip hop records maybe right. or something like that okay. so it's like yeah. that's not that's not really in my bag I mm-hmm. can do that but that's not it's not taking advantage of the full scope of my creativity and right. my talent yeah so yeah uh, that was just like looking back it was just definitely um, an interesting experience and one thing I will say to like everyone that's listening like don't let someone dictate your next move just because it's a dope opportunity like i really stopped focusing on myself because of something that one or two people said about Mm -hmm. my career Mm -hmm. and that's a no-no like don't do that like you know like you know what you're doing you're your biggest asset you're your biggest liability as well so it's like if you think you're on the right path and you're you're notably successful like if you're having good things happen then you're on the right path like don't let someone sway you you know what i mean yeah. And right. I did that myself for a year and like now I'm finally just bouncing back from that. So word. Well that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So so with Fiesta, I've been noticing on the socials you've been doing a lot of shit to like promote. You've been hopping on some radio shows. Mm-hmm. You had a live performance at um, MFA Boston. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you've been doing a lot of that stuff. Like, how has that been? Oh, it's been good, man. Just like and it's funny too, because these things have just been kinda happening on the fly, like you know, like, I, I partnered with um, Gratitude Sound. They're uh, an advertisement company out here in Boston. But they're uh, they're also a label, too. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, officially releasing um, Fiesta. And it's interesting because, um, like, you know, we're, we're putting, you know, time and energy in this project. And, like, a lot of these opportunities are just, like, coming up, like, off the cuff. Like, not, like, super planning or, like, all right, we got to hit up a million people and then hopefully someone will respond in a month. It's like literally days before like the radio thing. Like Mo, she, she's one of the hosts from um, Big City Radio. She mm-hmm. hit me up. She's like, oh, I love Amen. Come in like next week. And then, then it happened. 
or even the F- MFA, like, uh, D-Phrase hit me up, hit me and Elder up. It's like, all right, let's do it, like, a few weeks before. That was it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it just kind of, I feel like that's my life. It just right. kind of, like, always falls into place like that. Yeah. It's never, like, a super, like, all right, like, I gotta, let's, uh, it's January now. Let's let's start emailing a million people. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just kind of making music, yeah. and then things happen. That's what's up. So can you, so you obviously operate pretty well like that, kind of on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in between because I feel like some some stuff, I, I find it so hard to look ahead because I'm like, what am I doing today and what am I doing tomorrow? But then past that, I'm like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know. Yeah. So I admire that. I wish I was more like that where I could just do stuff like, yeah, let's do this next week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I like, I don't know. I like to plan, I guess. I mean. To, to maybe to a an extent that's detrimental but you're not wrong though bro like i still plan like one yeah. thing i do is like i have like a little black notebook that my girlfriend got me mm-hmm. and it's like my plan book yeah and i usually write like bullet points like all right like uh i gotta make the album this year i gotta finish this album with this artist do this interview with you or something like that mm-hmm. like these are all goals that i set in the year like january 1st every year mm-hmm. and that's kind of like my overall plan you know what i mean like just bullet points like all right like i want to have these things accomplished a lot of them i get done a lot of them i don't but like i don't put too much unless it's like for an event or something like that like i don't put too much strain or pressure like on the planning phase because i feel like it takes away from the creativity and there's nothing wrong with that like you can become more creative for planning too you Mm -hmm. know i mean you can come up with more ideas because you're actively trying to make this experience better Right. So I don't even I don't know like I don't know your process exactly, but I wouldn't knock it, bro. Like yeah. you're you're doing fine. You're oh, you know. You. <laughs> so it's like don't even yeah. you don't 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 knock it. Yeah. Yourself. I mean I said this last episode, I'm just I'm hypercritical of everything everything in my life. Um and it's funny you mentioned the like the bullet point stuff. If we look to our right, which the viewers or listeners because uh, they're not viewers can't see. I have a whiteboard that has like the the immediate future things that I like to get going. Yeah. And I have not updated it. I have record episode 15 with Travis on the 23rd, which was a month ago. I need to like do a little better about that part of organization. I have learned how to train a dog, which I've been doing for hey, a month and a half. There you go. Uh, and yeah, and there's things that, yeah, there's things up there that actually haven't happened, um, which is funny you mentioned. Because like I, I beat myself up over like if I do something or say that I want to commit to something, more often than not, I do. Like, I'm not one to, like, back out of something. But if something doesn't get done or if I have an ambition, I get kind of, like, pissed at that. I'm like, fuck, I wish I had gotten to that. But there's yeah. only so much time in the world. <clears throat> and yeah. also, too, man, sometimes time, I've just learned in the music industry and even just, like, everything. Like, timing is so important. You don't want to be in a position where you're underprepared for something. So it's like, say you do do an interview with someone and it just like it doesn't work out or you do do a shooter video and like you might be overqualified for it so like it, it mentally and physically frustrates you or like you're underqualified and then in that case you're just not ready for it so it's like you know like it, i like things are i'm i'm not super like actually i am i'm very like super spiritual and like go with the flow kind of mm-hmm. thing but i will say like everything happens for a reason like, you know, that old saying and stuff. Yeah. But, like, it's just... It's literally, like, everything happens for a reason. Yo, this pop filter is giving me the worst trouble. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. No, but everything it's happens... It's it broke before you came. No, it's all good, dog. <laughs> I'm not lying. It actually did. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's, we'll, we'll fix it at some point. That's hilarious. <laughs> actually, this is not my favorite pop filter now. Word. But, no, everything happens for a reason. And 
And it's important to realize that, like, when things happen when they do, like, you got to, like, take that in, like, to digest that, like, information and energy, mm-hmm. man. Because, like, when I did the MFA or when, it, like, last year, Elder and I, we did the ICA, that was a catalyst for a lot of things. Like, there was a lot of people there that didn't know me. You know what I mean? And just so happens I got this gig right before when my album comes out, right before, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if it happened before... Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's great timing. Yeah. And it's like, and it all made sense, you know? Right. Even with the ICA, like, that happened, then I got, like, three more gigs. Right. And then I went to Japan. And then that just, like, happened. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just like, it, it's... The universe works in magical ways. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in the universe. And, and it's, and it's so wild to, like, because you can really only, like, think about it with hindsight, where you're, like, you look back at what happened, you're like, oh, that all, like fell into place in such a a way that made sense but like when sometimes or at least for me when i'm like in the moment it's not something you can really like see ahead because the opportunities aren't haven't presented themselves yet Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but then like you look back and you're like holy shit that's the universe or like i don't know i believe i i believe in karma you know like i look back and i'm like oh maybe that bad thing happened to me because of this bad thing that i did you know what i mean so it's like hindsight is such a an interesting way to look at things but it like makes things make a lot of sense yeah yeah i mean like for example like i'm having a really great year but there's a lot of bad things happening yeah you know what i mean so it's like a lot of relationships like being like broken bridges and shit and just like um malia uh who i mentioned earlier she's an artist uh, i manage and produce for she was just telling me like this year she's super into like astrology and like signs and zodiacs and like all that stuff but she was saying, like, this year was, like, the year of people, like, dropping the dead weight, whether it's, like, like a job that you hate or people in your life that are taking negative or positive energy from you and just all that kind of stuff. So, like, and I've been seeing it because, like, the people that I've been working with that I thought I'd have great relationships with, we ended up not having good relationships, mm-hmm. like, at the end of it. And, like, you know what I mean? It's part of life. I don't hate those people. Like, I'm not mad right. at them or anything. But it's just, like, I can't. I can't, they can't like be in my life like how they were yeah. before. So. You got to walk your path. You know, you can't walk others, other, other people's paths. My thing of like the week is like, you got to, uh, what do people say? Like you got to live your truth or whatever. Yeah. Like I love, I, I, like, I think it's so silly, but like I've yeah. been saying that so much. Yeah. It's just like, this is perfect. Word. So before I move on to a couple of the other things I wanted to talk to you about, can we get a pick from you off of Fiesta that you want to share with the show and tell listeners to play a little snippet of. Yeah. Um, like a song, just like a little, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't expect this. Um, (laughs) putting you on the spot. Yeah, no, we could definitely, all right, we could play this song. It's called a tone, a tone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Word. All right, let's run that shit. Running, running, run away. Either way, you a phase, In a group making waves. I'm in love with the pain, yeah. You don't answer your phone. Didn't do nothing wrong. Got a text in the moon. Can't believe I'm alone. I realize I cause you pain. Everything's me, me, me. We ain't the same. I wasn't right. I want it all. 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 I want it all.
First time I've heard that song, I think we might have played it at the creative session, I believe, but I don't. My memory sucks, so <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that that's the first time I've heard that track, um, and that's kind of a peek behind the curtain for the show and tell listeners out there. Uh, it might sound like I play these songs live, but I don't. I put them in in post. <laughs> so uh, so this is like my reaction. That song's dope. I mean, I, I like I've, I fucking love. I've listened to your music for like, or I've been aware of your music and listened for maybe like two years now mm. i feel like um like shout out complexion in the future beat show like yes. that's how I, you know i would see your name and hear your name more regularly on that that's and and just yeah yeah <laughs> uh, we met we met when he came through to boston like very briefly um at level up that's my boy and uh yeah he's he's exactly how i thought he would be in person he's mm-hmm. dope so yeah so i've so i've been listening to your music for a while and um i love that i can still like hear what i heard a few years ago but hearing the vocals is a really really awesome like just takes it to that next level yeah it's really dope and there's just like other records too where it's not full songs it's just mm-hmm. like me using my voice as an instrument more everything like people always ask me because like people like will say like oh you're mumbling in this and like oh you're like doing this like this and blah 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 like everything i'm doing has a purpose like i'm yeah. not i'm not being lazy i'm not being like thinking like super quickly like, everything i'm doing in this music has a purpose so it's like even the songs like you know they're little easter eggs of things like if you know what i was doing with fiesta you would know like the songs are named after food mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know just like then you look back and, like oh there are like four songs that came out that named after food that's weird you know but that's cool you know and I'm, like maybe now that people are listening to this they'll like understand and start to pay attention more because i'm super like high detail orientated when it comes to my music so yeah yeah as you should be. Yeah, man. Yeah, so let's uh, let's pivot a little bit. I was reading your interview with Austin Pudding mm-hmm. in uh, preparation for this episode, and I, I read the bit about how you in the past, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was, um, so you'll have to remind me, but you were contemplating quitting music oh, yeah. at one that point was, in your life? Yeah, that was like 2013, 2012, something like so, that. So a while ago now, yeah. like six or seven years ago. When you look back at that time in your life, like how do you view that? from where you are now from this current perspective that you had um it was very sad uh i was just like in a place where like i felt like i had no friends i felt like i had no hope with music like i I was building serious relationships with people and then it just didn't work out i just felt like i wasn't i'm a very happy person bro like i'm a super like happy like go lucky very like yeah you can do anything because i believe that like that's how i am Back then, at that time when I was going through what I was going through, it wasn't like that. And I was like, man, like the only thing that made me happy was my girlfriend, Nishreen. And I told her that one time after on a date, and she was like, well, I don't want to be with someone like that. And then yeah. that's, that kind of like, I love her a lot. So it's yeah. like, I was like, all right, let me like stop fucking around. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me like just like uh, be like, figure out what I need to do. And then from there, like I met my uh, good friend now, his name is Dexter Brandon. He owns like a, a a label now it's called Colossus Culture, but it was called Colossus Records. Yeah, okay, uh, that name sounds familiar to me. Yeah, SoundCloud, Both of those Guru, names. yeah, mad cool, hella dope. But yeah, I mean, like just looking back at that, it was just like 
it just it felt like like I don't know who that person was, and like I don't know who that person was to like let someone dictate like mm-hmm. what they're doing with their life, or like who cares if like you're not friends with this person, or who cares like you know what I mean? Like that's they're not they're not your parents, or like they're not like your significant other, or whatever you know what I mean? Like, and I just value I really value friendship and relationships a lot. So like even to this day, like you know like. If something happened where I lost another friend, like, I just, I would feel devastated and sad, but, like, you know, at the same time, it's, like, that's just life, you know? But I'm just, like, that's, like, kind of, like, my Achilles heel. Like, I'm very, like, like, I friend hard. Like, I always tell my homies that, like, I, like, I friend hard. Like, next time, like, I'm bringing you, like, a cake or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just do that stuff, like, randomly. Yeah. So, it's, like, that's just, like, what it is, you know? Word. You don't feel that way now, right? You're not going to quit music? Uh, no. I mean, after seeing Lido, like, Elder and I were like, yo, uh, probably. You, <laughs> when you say you saw him, do you see him live? Or Yeah, he you, was at the Sinclair. Okay, word. Because I saw him at Berkeley. Uh, um, I was there too. Like, a few years ago? Yeah, like three yeah, years ago. Yeah, I was up in the balcony. Um, Same thing, damn. You we were didn't know each too? other at the time. How do you feel about those being the smallest seats in the world? Yo, and like, <laughs> alright, for people who don't know what I look like, I'm 6'6". Six, six. So it's like, if you're saying that, like, oh my god. Yeah, man, and I'm 6'3", and I I was feeling it. I was like, bro, like, like <laughs> I went with my friend Matt, and uh, I was like, bro, I can't, I can't do this. I yeah. had to just stand, like, half the show. It was like the most, like, who are these, like, like... It people like I don't know. Right, I know. So I mean, you probably get the same same way on like flights and whatnot. Oh yeah, like I always try to. I'm always trying to do the extra leg room. People are like, yeah. oh, the flights is cheap. Like for you, you're right. For you, is that cheap? For me, shout it's out like, JetBlue. JetBlue like just generally has the biggest leg room that that I've flown. Yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah. no. You're. Yeah. I was gonna say the same yeah. thing. I That's what they're known for. I think they advertise that. Yeah, they, but anyway, off rip. Yeah, shout out all the tall people out there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the, that Lido show is dope. I, I I had like kind of knew about him beforehand, but like that show is incredible. So to put, to put in perspective, if that was, I don't even know. Like, what's a restaurant you really like? Lulu's in Austin. Lulu's in Austin. So like, 2016 was the McDonald's of his perform performing. Oh shit! So it's like, <laughs> yeah. and then this was like the Lulu's. I was oh, wow. like, yeah. So it was like super, like he's just an amazing performer. And he he definitely is in tune with his music, and that's like he's obviously a very yeah. big inspiration of mine. Yeah, and he's a savant, and that's what I feel like too. And like I feel like I connect deeply like with his music and like a little bit of him on a personal note. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was just it was amazing. It was definitely eye opening as being a performer and a musician and someone who's you know diving into like he's one of the people that inspired me to make R&BDM like the genre so it's like alright and I feel like he's like the leading catalyst of like this is what you should strive for people like this is it right. you know yeah and like it's 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 just nutty it was just it was a very good experience and like I hope he comes back soon or I get to meet him again yeah. soon cause it was it was dope Word. I actually hope I get to meet him and like work with him yeah that'd be sick I that'd hope be, that for you too yeah that'd be fun. do you ever um I ask this because I kind of get this way sometimes. Uh, do you ever get discouraged by those who inspire you sometimes? Like when you see someone's work and you're like, that is so good. Mine's not like that. Do you ever get that way? Yeah. I mean, like we all compare ourselves to right. people. And yeah. we just need to stop. I don't know why like we do that. But like, yeah, all the time. Like I told you, like I was like, damn. Like I was telling my girlfriend and an elder yesterday. is like, oh, like I need... 
I might, I might scrap Fiesta dog. Like, <laughs> like it's just what like it's this? yesterday. No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know, guys. Like, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I was like, uh, it's like a, a bride before her wedding or a, a groom. They get the cold feet. Oh yeah, I was getting the, the the coldest of feet. Like, it was it was nutty, but yeah, uh, we all get like that. And I feel like once you like. Like, I don't know, everyone has their own level of, like... Like, I'm the same way as you as far as, like, I'm my hardest critic, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But at the same time, like, I know, like, I think I'm dope. Like, I'm sure you think you're dope, too. So, it's like, you gotta, like, just be able to balance both. Right, yeah. Because, like, I had that for, like, like a good ten minutes. I was like, oh, hey, why am I scrapping the album? Like, this is fire. It's good music. I'm just in awe of someone I really appreciate, you know? Right, When I think about it, it, it has a little bit to do with ego. I mean... Almost everything how we how we like look at things has ego as a as a part that plays into into it. So we look at it and be like, our shit is not. Or let me just phrase it in from my perspective, my shit's not like this person's. But it's not about that. It's not about like how my stuff compares to them. I'm thinking about that from like a very egocentric perspective. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. It's like how my shit compares to my standard. Yeah. And yeah. So like. You know, I, and it's that stuff that I think about all the time. Um, but having these conversations, like the one we're having now, reminds me of that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. important. Even like, like I was saying, I just got into uh, Chuck Sutton. And yeah, like, shout out Chucky. Yeah, man, he's super cool. Like, I just hit him up on Twitter the other day. And he's just like mad cool. But anyway, I just got into Chuck Sutton, and I was like, oh, if he's doing what I want to do, mm-hmm. but like that, like in a different way. And, like, some of the sounds he's just like, ah, oh, I, I was trying to figure out how to make that. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, how to do that stuff. That doesn't make me, like, want to stop. That I think that just makes me want to, like, either reach out and, like, see, like, hey, man, would you would you mind showing me how to do that? Or, like, collaborating or, like, even, like, it's going to inspire me to do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to, like, figure out, like, how to do it. So, like, but before, like, like 2016, that show, that Lido show, I was like, oh, man, like, I didn't. I didn't perform for like at least like three months. So I was like, nah, I can't. Damn. Like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm which, not. Is, which is crazy to think because th- those performances and those things that you go to and like expose yourself to, they're supposed to inspire you to to yeah. like perform and to and to create. Yeah. But it's funny how like sometimes it does the inverse of that. Yeah. Where you're like, it just discourages you, and that's something we gotta, we as artists gotta battle against, and we gotta help each other out with. We gotta remind each other of these things. Yeah. No, because I was saying to Luigi, who's elder, um, like, yeah, man, like, nah, I'm not gonna scrap this. You shouldn't, yeah. you, should, you need to stop, I mean, uh, you need to not scrap yourself either, because he was like, damn, like, now nah, I gotta buy a, a piano and a drum set and, like, learn all these <laughs> instruments. I'm like, nah, bro, like, you just gotta do what you wanna do. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a dope spot to end off part one. We will be back in part two for show and tell and a little bit more right after this little uh, jingle. Welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two where I ask the guests to bring in an item of significance that they fuck with, that you might fuck with too. They explain what it means to them, all that good stuff. We also have a little extra bit at the end of the show, but first we will get to Show and Tell. Rilla, what have you brought to the Show and Tell table? I brought something super important to me. I brought a Dreamcast memory card. Ooh, okay. Have you ever seen one of these? Uh, hold it? Yeah, ooh, thank you. Tangible. So I'm I'm looking at the uh, Dreamcast memory card. 
Is that what you call it? Oh, yeah. That's See, what I'm is. telling you, my memory's so Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's called a memory card. Um, so, fun fact about me. Actually, if, if people have listened to, like, every episode so far, they've listened to episode three where I said how I've never had... Up until now, when I grew up, I never had a console or any any sort of video game stuff. Like, we would play computer games, so mm-hmm. in a way, I still played video games, yeah. but I never had, like, we were never allowed to have, like, Game Boys or, like, Xboxes, Ataris, all that stuff. But I am familiar with this in a way. I've played Sega Dreamcast, that console. Does, does this have any... I'm sound like such a noob. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, what were you saying? Uh, no, I, I played Sega Dreamcast. That's the console. Does it have anything to do with that? Yeah, yeah. This is the memory. The so, memory like, card. you know, like a PlayStation? Right. How you have the memory card and you yeah. put it in? This yeah, is yeah. that. Okay. It's also a controller. Word. It's crazy. It's also a controller. Oh, okay. See I've, seen, and... I've seen a lot of things like that, like on Twitter, people making beats. Yeah. yeah. So, so, was all was Fiesta made solely on that? No, no. <laughs> no, I wish. This is just important to me because, honestly, video games fuel... A lot of what I do, right? Video games, anime, cartoons. Like I'm a big kid. It's like um, earlier in my career when I was just a producer. Like, like even like I had an old tag. It, was, it went incoming, mm-hmm. and that was from like Gears of War. Oh, and like yeah. I just I would sample a bunch of old like Nintendo and like Square Enix and like Disney and just mm-hmm. like a bunch of like like things that like inspired me from my childhood. And like video games is a big proponent of like how. I live life. I mean, shoot, shoot, like, I was, like, in Japan, just on my Switch, just playing Mario Kart with people. Like, that was just yeah. fun. Like, you know, yeah. just, like, on the street, like, hey. With strangers? Mar- yeah. Dope. Why, why yeah. Not? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like everyone had one. I was like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't have a, a Switch. I just, I just play FIFA. It's all good. Xbox, yeah. No, it's fine. I play big Smash Bros. And oh, I love Smash Bros. Like, I'm, oh, I get man. really competitive. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I uh, It's funny you mention that. When I play video games, like like I said, I really only play FIFA. At a certain point in college, this would have been like three or four years ago, I was like, I can't play against my friends anymore. Because, one, I am not that good at FIFA. It's which is annoying because I like to think that I'm pretty good at playing soccer. I've played my whole life. Yeah. I played a little bit in college for a year, but I'm not good at the video game, which is like a complex where I'm like, I sh- I'm supposed to be good at this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good at the real game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I try to play it like the real game of soccer, but it doesn't work like that because it's a video game. Yeah. So I would just get super frustrated and like have a little bit of anger, <laughs> anger issues hey. with. Uh, I I wouldn't get into like any like fights or anything, but like. I was like, this is not good for my for my mental health. So I would stop playing people. Uh, like, so I just play against the computer and just get mad at the computer instead. Yeah, no, that unfortunately that wasn't for me. There were a lot of fights, a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of almost lost friendships over like Mario Party or like Sonic Adventure or something. Mm. Like a lot of like, I love like it's my second passion. Yeah, like if Nintendo would sign me, I would die. Like yeah. if that would like that would that would be the ultimate. You wouldn't hear. I wouldn't be here. I would just be dead because that's how happy I'd be. Like that would be unfortunate. Then you wouldn't be able to take advantage of that opportunity. Nah, for, nah, but I'd be alive in spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like in the heavens, like yes. Uh, I want to ask you, what's who's your main in Super Smash? Oh man, I like Ness. Okay, Ness and Lucas. Word. I, I like, like Samus. Floaty. I like uh, Samus is my next one. Yeah, floaty characters. Yep. Yeah, I played Brawl. And the one that was like just the regular one before mm-hmm. that. This just goes to show like how I didn't grow up with video oh, games. Oh yeah, I was I like, damn, the regular one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just remember like on the game on GameCube. I mm-hmm. remember playing it a lot, melee. heavily. Yeah, melee. That's what it was on GameCube. Yeah, yeah. I, I should get that. 
Should I should get that? Get the emulator. Mm. I used to play. We used to have the emulator. Um, my brother hooked it up where we would play like Super Mario Kart, like N- the N sixty four version. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was on the computer. With and we got like controllers hooked up to USB. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, video games are dope. Um, Minecraft is dope. You ever play Minecraft? Oh yeah, yeah. That's like my like. There's certain games I just play to like detox and like de-stress, right. decompress. Like Skyrim is one of those. Mm-hmm. Like Minecraft, Mario Kart, like anything I could just kind of cruise in. But I also get really competitive in Mario Kart too. I'm like really <laughs> good in Mario Kart. Yeah. Like Double Dash was like. Double Dash is a good one. Oh man. Yeah. Also, so, a lot of friends lost. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to that, all of your friends when you when you say relationships have uh, kind of fallen apart, was it because of video games? Uh, all of them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Video games was a catalyst to a lot of things, and like the reason why like it got into music too, right? Other yeah. than dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing I saw in Austin Pudding. So you danced. Tell, tell me a little about that. Yeah. Do you know what crumping is? Yeah. yeah. I love crumping. Yeah. I, I, I not. Let me clarify. <laughs> I love crumping just like I love skateboarding. I don't skateboard. Oh, word. And I don't. Obviously, I don't crump. But I just love the, like, the culture of it and just the energy. And yeah. 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 I fuck with it. No, nah, I mean, we used to crump in high school. And that's how I kind of got into it. Um, uh, we had we used to go to a Boys and Girls Club. And then um, they had a studio. And... They, uh, the, the, her name was, uh, Eurelis. She, like, helped us, like, use the studio and stuff. And she was just, like, the front desk person. Or, like, not even, I'm not going to belittle that. Because I think she did a way more than that. Mm, I think she, like, yeah. ran the whole thing. But, yeah, Eurelis. Shout out to Eurelis. She was awesome. She still is awesome. She just messaged me on Facebook the other day. So, it was awesome. Word. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she would, like, uh, give us access to the studio. Uh, they had FL Studio on it, the program I used, like the DAW, mm-hmm. and we were like, you know, like 15, 16, so it's like, we tried making beats and like, didn't have the attention span for it, so like, a lot of people just like, left the studio, but I would just keep going there like, every day, uh, learned how to make crump beats, I would make the crump beats, so like, we'd go to like, sessions or events and stuff like that, and play beats, and like, it was fun, and then my friend told me to make like, hip hop and stuff, I was like, nah man, why am I gonna do that, when I can make all these dope crump mm-hmm. beats? So then naturally I started making hip hop. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, that's kinda it's kinda it. Word. So two big inspirations or two big drivers. Video oh, yeah. games and dancing. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't dance anymore, but like I still love it. Like yeah. I still like going Ever? Out. Do you just so when you go to the club you just stand still? Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> like know. a I'm not like a tree. Like, yeah. Well I mean I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> nah, it's all good. But no, nah, I mean, like, uh, I don't like crump anymore. At right. Least. Maybe like one day. Yeah. I don't know. I love. It's just so fun. Yeah. It like we used to get ridiculed a lot. They're like, "Oh, he's having a seizure! Look at him!" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm just dancing, man." Yeah. I used to watch. So you think you can dance? Like back in the day with my parents. Yeah. And I would always just love the the pop and lockers and like the crumpers who would come on. Mm-hmm. Um, My friend won the yeah. sixth season of that out here. His name's uh, Russell Ferguson. He goes by Gutta. Yeah, no, I know Russell. Like, yeah. that was one of my favorite competitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holy shit, that's dope. Wow. Um, and there's also this one YouTube video out there. I, if you just search Crump or Crumping, I think it's, like, the top one that shows up on YouTube. And it's this battle between this guy from France. I think his name's Monsta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, this other guy who's from New York, I think. But oh. that one just, like is amazing is just the, like like i said before just the energy from it i feel the same way about extreme sports i don't i've never like really skateboarded or like 
done motocross, but I just love the culture behind it because just the energy I get from it, it just like jazzes me up. And on top of that, just the people who are involved, it's like there is competition to it, but everyone's just trying to make the sport or the competition or the, the, the craft better. Like everybody's homies with each other for the most part. I mean, obviously, you know, not everybody, you know, there's like shit that happens, but you know, like everybody's just cool with each other. And I just like, I just like that. And I feel the same way about music now that I'm like, I guess more involved in it in a way. Um, and just the arts in general, because it's like something that people just want. They just want it to be built up and they want to be a part of it. It's not so much like I want to be better than this person. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I mean, it's like everything has its own community. Right. So it's like it's natural that people gravitate towards each other or repel, you know, because like <clears throat> on one hand, it's a community and people want to work together to make it a wider community. And on the other hand, People see it as like I want to be the best in this community, right. which which is not unhealthy, you know. Yeah. Like because you because that's just like if you look at it that way and you're just trying to push yourself forward. But as long as you're not like trying to do it at the expense of other people, then yeah, yeah that's a that's a good. And thing. even like with that, it's like that's how things grow. Like because like if we're all at the same level, then like you know then right. that's dope. But it's like I think we as people we always are interested in developing and like learning yeah. and yeah. Physically, mentally, whatever. And if there's nothing to strive for, then, like, you get bored of it and it kind of fizzles. Right. You know? So, yeah, it's like... It's like the Lido show you went to. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like setting bars. Lido's dope. And if he was just as good as me, then, like, I'd be like, all right, that's dope. Because mm. you, 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 you might have, like, a, a, uh, a far less developed idea of, like, what potentially is reachable. Yeah. I mean, it's like a drug. Right. It's like, you know, I'm not saying do drugs, but I am saying, like, <laughs> the process of doing drugs is, you know, you experience this, this sense of satisfaction, and then you can't reach that without doing that drug again. Yeah. So it's like the same thing, like, if I'm a musician, or no, if I'm a dancer, and I think there's this bar, and then I see someone who exceeds that tenfold, I'm like, oh, there's potential to get way better. Mm-hmm. Let me work towards that. Right. And then on the other hand, there's... There's that. It's like, oh, wow, this is a... Uh, you see the same thing, but from another person saying, like, oh, wow, like this is in my community? Like, this is this is great. Like, yeah. let me try to get more people. You know what I mean? So it's like, they feed off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Word. I love how we got on this tangent from, from your Dreamcast memory see, memory stick. Video games. That is a, they a do, vessel right there. Yeah. That, that's got... That's a little... It's very small, but it's got a lot inside of it. There's so many games on there, too. There's so many save files. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And there's battery. You can put batteries in it. And then, like, depending on the save files, you can play little mini games on here. That's dope, dude. Like, Sega was so ahead of their time. They made the memory card its own console. That's wild. That is wild. Pushing pushing the envelope. Exactly. That's what's up. So, before we end the show, there's one other little segment that I like to do with the guests. And it's called Something That You Didn't Learn in School. Mm-hmm. So, again, I always say this, but it doesn't literally mean like they didn't teach me this in school. It's just something that maybe a life hack that you've learned to do with cooking or uh, socialization skills, life skills. Anything that you want to share with the audience that you might have picked up on that you didn't quote unquote learn in school. Let me ask you this. Does it have to be an actual skill or can it be like no, an it can ideal? Be the, it can it can be an ideal. It can be um it can be deep. It can be super shallow. Like it does Okay. <laughs> it can be like Chuck when he was on, he said that 
if you want to make your drink cooler, but you don't like ice cubes, just shake, swirl the drink, swirl the ice cubes around in the drink. And that, that was his, that was his thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the, the bar is so high now. Okay. Um, I'm going to do that later now. See, always inspiring. Yeah. Um, honestly, I just learned that like innovation doesn't come from school and books. Mm. Like my mom is a teacher. She didn't push school on me like that until like after like high school, and I was like, all right, because I just wanted to crump and make music. She was like, not in this house. Like you yeah. got you got to get a job or go to school or some. Eventually, I did both. So I was like, oh well, I definitely lost in that. But yeah, like uh, my teachers would always tell me like, because I would say like, I want to make music. I want to do this, and they're like, well, you got to go to school for that, or you gotta you gotta mm. read books for that. Yeah, and I'm I'm like. Like I'm not the best reader, and like I'm I'm not an academic person. Like I went to summer school like every year of high school. Almost stayed back like my senior year. Really, but I stayed back. I was a junior, and then I graduated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I was junior twice, and then I graduated. So Word. like you know what I mean? Yeah, just like it just I'm just not an academic person. Like I don't do well like in that kind of setting unless like I'm really driven towards it, mm-hmm. and. That's something that they didn't. They definitely didn't teach me in school. I've learned that from other teachers that aren't teachers, like right. just friends and homies right. and just whatever and people I admire. And I think that's very important to understand. Like you, like you don't have to be in a specific setting to achieve something. I know that sounds super vague, but like in that in this regards, like you don't have to be in an academic setting or read books or like go to school to be innovative or like start to, something. Right. You don't have to go to school to be a professional. Yeah. And that's, that's just how I, like I, I'm a professional musician. I make right. money from my music. That's how I pay my bills. Right. I didn't go to school for that. Like I didn't go to college or I didn't read like a lot of books or anything like that. I just did it. And you know, like I think that's important. I think that's something I definitely want to teach to like, my nieces and nephews and kids when I have them and stuff like that. Because, like, my girlfriend, Nisreen, she's a very academic person. And I'm sure she'll want them to, like, do somewhat of the opposite. But we both have similar ideals. So it's like, I just want, like, people to know, like, if you're doing something, like, there's no set way to do it. Like, for example, like, I had, I was teaching, like, mixing and mastering courses one time online or just like charging some x amount of money to like hey i'll have a skype session with you for like an hour or two and like i'll show you everything i know i was doing it with this guy and their whole approach to music was so different from mine like they were just like they asked me like what kind of template do you use to start with production i'm like what do you mean it's like well what kind of temp like do you use like the the shoddy red template or the Gucci man template or the this, that, mm. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, then he showed me his process. Like, yeah, like he'd go on like YouTube or like on Reddit or something like that and find like preset templates to like where they'd have like instruments already programmed or right. like, you know what I mean? And like, that's a way of making music. Yeah. But like, to me, that sounds like, it's like, um, it's limiting. It's like a limiting way to start because like you think there's a certain way of doing things when like for me, like I do everything from scratch and like I try yeah. to be as organic as possible. And that is more like a pre-made idea that gives you more inspiration to give you more ideas. Mm-hmm. Either way isn't wrong, but it's just like, I feel like that way of thinking is more or less like a curriculum. It's like how like, a, I feel like a school would teach you how to make music. Yeah. Right. And it was just interesting because it's like, oh, like, there's nothing, I can't really, 
like I kind of have to go backwards to teach you now because yeah. now it's like you're so engraved in this. Like I don't have there's no real force yeah. template. There's no you know this right. this is what I do and like I can show you yeah. how I do it. Yeah, it's like they say this is how you draw a face, draw a face rather than just saying draw a face. Yeah, and then like but if you haven't had any prior exposure to what a face looks like, <laughs> that's weird. But <laughs> in an artistic sense, then you're just drawing a face and you're figuring it out for yourself. Yeah, and you can kind of pull from different different uh sources and whatnot whereas like if they show you the way to draw a face and then you have to copy that or repeat that then that's again it's it's a way of doing it yeah but but i feel like yeah you don't necessarily get to learn your best method yeah because like you have the the guideline and granted like that could help you find your best true 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 so it's like you know but that's just how i see it like i feel like when I teach people production or music, anything, I'm super unorthodox. I'm super, like, barely, like, there. I'm like, this is how, I, this is it. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do I do? I'm like, figure it out. Like, <laughs> you're going to figure, you're going to be the most creative and the most raw you in this moment right now. I'm just overshadowing you. You yeah. know, like, the second I start telling you, like, well, you have to do it like this and this is... I, w- I would recommend this and that. You forget the I would recommend part and that and then that turns mm-hmm. into this is how I do it. Yeah. You know, and that's a big proponent. Like, I don't want to censor anyone's creativity. And I don't think it's, like, the best way to learn things sometimes. Unless it's, like, a like a practical skill or something like that. Like, changing a tire or something right. like that. This, I, maybe there is a super cool way of changing a tire that's not involved with, like, tools or something like that. But I don't know it. Uh, yeah, I don't think that exists. <laughs> yeah, not yet at least. But yeah. like, I don't know, like how you said like drawing a face is like assuming you have the ability to see, you you, <laughs> yeah. you know what a face looks like right. so you can get the general gist of it. But the second you say draw a circle and then the ears and then that and then the, yeah. uh, then people are like, hmm, okay, so I definitely got to draw the circle and then the ears. And then, then it just, just becomes a process. Yeah, too, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that at least is just like how I think about like, that's a great word, like the process of things, mm-hmm. like how you start things, like how you develop things. Like it's just interesting. Yeah, word, dope. Um, before we cap off the show, I have one little like show and tell, pro tip, life hack thing because we've been sipping on it for this episode. <laughs> if you have a cold, I've I've like I've like learned over the last like couple of years. I feel like cold medicine doesn't do anything. I feel like taking cold medicine it, it like. It's like a placebo. It's not even placebo at this point because yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I don't feel any better. Mm-hmm. Drink tea. That's how you get over colds. Yeah. Take hot showers, exercise. Um, but but drinking tea that has the natural remedies in it is a great way to get over colds. And I highly recommend, if you haven't heard of it before, to get throat coat, which I don't have the box on me. I can't think of the exact brand, but the type of tea is called throat coat, which is an interesting name if you look at it a certain way <laughs> um, but you can get it at the organic in the organic section at Stop and Shop if you live in Boston I'm sure it's the same like at other stores I think you can get it at like GNC too but I just wanted to give a quick shout out to tea because uh, tea is really good and it helps you get over your cold yeah I, yeah. And you I mean say, I've been drinking it Yeah. and it's fire like like my friend ironically my friend named tea recommended to me before I've had it and then now I'm having it. I'm like, yeah, tea's good. Yeah, tea, both of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the show. Episode 17 is a wrap. Thank you so much, Rilla, for coming on, sharing some wisdom, talking about your project Fiesta, which again, let's see if I can say this right. 
It will be out by the time that you are listening to this episode. At the time of recording, it is not out, but at the time of release, it will be out. I did it. You did that. Hell yeah. Uh, is there anyone or anything else you want to give a shout out to? Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Yeah, um, you know, uh, you can find me everywhere. Um, my All my social media handles are Rillaforce, R-I-L-L-A, F-O-R-C-E. Um, I'm doing a couple cool things this year and like next year I have a couple EPs I'm trying to work with. I have one in the works with Radical One, the homie. Um, other stuff I'm working with like Leo the Kind, Elder, In Good Company, the collective that I'm a part of. And yeah, you know, like I just hope everyone has a great rest of the year and just be your best selves and just make fire, whatever that is. Oh, make fire. Even and like make actual fire. Yeah. Just make sure it's in a contained environment or else you'll get arrested for pyro, uh, arson. Arson? I don't know. I think is that if you explode something up? I don't or is know. it py- pyromancy? That sounds like it's a. See, that sounds like a superpower. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> pyro. It's. I mean, if you are a pyro, you like to start fires. I know that much. But then you add like the mancy. Pyromancy sounds like you are a sorcerer. That sounds like a class in like World of Warcraft. Right. The pyromancer. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Yeah. But no. Uh. To on a more serious note. Yeah. What he said. Like, <laughs> make fi- make fire, make fire shit. If you're an artist or if you're not, just like put your effort into whatever, whatever you're you doing. do. Yeah, if you're a dentist, you better fix some teeth. Like, yeah. just, like I don't know. You like, better light them teeth on fire, <laughs> or whatever dentist dentists do. Anyway, uh, show notes can be found at SoundCloud.com/slash Let's Show and Tell. The links to the Fiesta Project will be there. Again, you can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music, Audius. Are you on Audius yet? What is that? Oh shit. Okay, so it's still new to me, but Visionaire, my last guest, um, put me onto it. Or I, I kind of already knew about it, but he explained what it was. It's a new music streaming platform that's blockchain, and it is uh, kind of like crowdsourced in a way, where like if there's any changes to happen, it's all community based. Ooh. Um, and it's and it's completely free. So I have all, this is a perfect time to plug it. All of the episodes are now on Audius uh, for show and tell. So if you listen on Audius, you can find them there. There's no upload limit. Like all 16 episodes are up there, and they're like an hour long. You better, you better partner with them. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. I tag them in my tweets, and they Speaking and they like it them into existence <laughs> right now. Next year, 2020. I'll, I will be uh, uh, audience representative influencer mm-hmm. creator K. Yeah, but anyway, audience is. Yeah, that's another. That's another uh, platform that's like new. I gotta check it out. Yeah, definitely. So again, show notes soundcloud.com/slash let show and tell if you wanna. See what else we're doing. Let's show and tell on Instagram, Twitter. I'm kind of like not fucking with Facebook anymore. I find that it's like, I don't know. I don't like Facebook. It seems like a waste of my energy. Because the way that the algorithm works, I don't even want to get into it. (laughs) They like stifle your reach. You can only pay for, you you have to pay to reach the people who already follow. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's whack. It's nutty. Um, And I just feel like, oh, well then. (laughs) <laughs> nah, that's a, that's, a, that's a mean thing. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is the best outro I've done so far. It's kind of like, I love I love when the show just falls off the rails. It's just going to actually end in 10 minutes on another topic about the Dreamcast. It really is. Oh my god. Yeah, no, because like people probably tuned out by now. But anyway, um, yeah, show notes. I said that. Spotify playlist if you want to follow that. You probably might have already heard like Rilla at this point because he's been in some of our Spotify playlists already. Um, that's like something I 
probably should have said at the beginning. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, and last but not least, this is what I always like to end off the show on. Uh, before I say that, again, thank you for being on the show, Rilla. Thank, thank you for, you for having me. Uh, that, those are the... See, now they stopped the siren when I was about to like give the, the sirens a shout-out. Uh, thank you again for coming on, sharing it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we live right across the street from a police station. So this is that, great. Yeah, that happens all the time. Just all right, that. let's do it. Let's do this uh, one more time. Thank you again for coming on to the show, Real Force. And as always, sharing is caring. Peace. Later. <laughs>